What's the big idea? All right. Uh, we are here once again with another uh, amazing episode of Volleyballogy. Uh, and uh, we are uh, discussing today the important topic of uh, when is it okay to quit, right? When it, what is quitting and when is it okay to quit? Would you say that's about right, Eric? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, and we've already. What been episode ta- number is this? Uh, this is episode number thirty. No way. Yep, the Th- big the big three zero. Wow. I know. Thirty weeks, I guess. Right, we've been doing it because we've been doing a show a week. Yep. So that's not bad. Hmm. We had a good run. I guess we'll keep going. <laughs> well, or not. Maybe <laughs> or not. this is it. The final, yeah. the finale. <laughs> We're just threatening <laughs> the one listener we have every time. That's all it is. It's just a Send threat. money. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, so this one, is, it's a good time of year for this, I think, uh, no matter when you're listening to this, if you're a few months, I mean, this people could be listening to this, uh, you know, 10 years down the road. But uh, the idea is that, uh, is, is it acceptable to quit? Because our culture sort of suggests uh, quitting is bad, right? Particularly in team sports. Uh, but right now, a lot of parents, no matter what year you're listening to this or when you're listening to I'm sure that there are a lot of parents and kids looking at the situation they're in and uh, are wondering, is it, th- th- they're conflicted because of what society says about quitting, yeah. particularly in team sports, versus what they're going through right now. And there's a lot of situations out there. And I know a lot of coaches still don't understand this. Um, You know, we, uh, when I was a young coach or when I was coaching uh, in my younger years, I didn't understand the big picture of what was happening. So I would get very defensive about coaches. And we talked about this before. And we hear a lot of coaches who get defensive with what the the stuff that we're saying, right, online and the show. But um, you, until you have a child go through the system, okay, so I'm going to, like, you know, in our scenario, I had two daughters going through the system. My second daughter is in her final year of club right now. And we have never had a good club coach. And now <laughs> some people might say that that, that might, might be a reflection of us and our level of pickiness, but it's <laughs> really not because, because we've had great... It's really not coming well, from well, well, <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, but there's evidence that it's not just us. And the evidence is that we've had high school coaches that were very good. All we're asking for, we don't even need, yeah. X, like as an X's and O's guy, I'm not even looking for X's and O's, but I'm looking for common sense from a coach. And that, yeah. and then we have found that in a high school coach who understood her role and understood that, you know, she would ask for advice from people who knew more, not just me, but even players. And then she had the winning mindset of, okay, let's cut out the toxicity. Let's cut out the negativity. If there's a teammate on the on the opposing team being a jerk, we don't get sucked in. I saw her call a timeout when she saw that her players were getting goaded into negativity yeah. against an opposing player. She said, hey, listen, you guys don't get sucked into that garbage, she said, right? She's a, that she, just comes from playing sports. Yes, right? she, she was a, she she saw a that high-level, she was a Dragon Boat national team yeah. uh, member. Yeah. And coach, so she's got this winning mentality. Of, and coach, yeah, yeah. So she, and then she brought the common sense of you know asking for positioning help, and then doing it. And then she was very assertive and firm with players in terms of consequences for the most part, and very logical, understanding that she needs to get people involved, understanding that people need to be ready. You know, so we, we so this isn't coming from a place of bitterness, but but there no, is no, and there, there's a lot of people that like agreed with you. Like I mean. Not to, you know, I'm your buddy, but I've seen that one year and like, for yeah. sure, I, I can't, but also at the same time, you, there's tons of other parents on the teams you guys were on. Yes. That they, they, 
were i think in the same state as you guys some of them i think one team you have left before right yep right so you quit that year but then twice (laughs) well well the one the one there's a bunch of parents who didn't though we had a child switch to another club in a mid-season because this and again just to show coaches out there who don't understand what's happening this was when my daughter was 13 and 14 maybe 13 i think and she was spin serving and the coach, a female coach, was forbidding her from spin serving in practice. Oh, I remember this year. Yeah, and yeah. in games. Yeah. Okay. So then we were like, and she was good at it. Like yeah, the yeah. other coaches on other teams were like, hey, great spin serve. Keep that going. And then this coach, her own coach, was forbidding it. And, you know, you'd ask her why. Yeah. And she didn't have a why other than just, you know, it's my team yeah. and I'll coach it the way I want, what, yep. which is not an answer, coaches, right? So that's a scenario where we were like, you know what? Club is a short, it feels like a long thing, but club is a short life. So we're going to go, we're going to, and we had another coach who was more willing, like more aggressive mindset. And, you know, like any other coach in the world was happy to see a young girl serving aggressively, like any good coach, I should say. So you quit that team? So we, yeah. So we switched from that club yeah. to another club. And oh, then, and right, then, right. And then, and I then, think... and then this is what happens. So again, if you're just a coach living in your world, you need to understand, you <laughs> won't understand this until you have your kids come and play. So if you are a high level player or if you were a player and then you become a coach and then, you know, because I became a coach and I didn't, th- I was defensive of other coaches too. I was defensive against parents. Yeah. But then when I became a parent and I saw just how bad the coaching, like there is an epidemic in, in youth volleyball and it is the insecure coach who once the players start to realize that what they're being taught isn't really good or accurate or doesn't work in games. And they start questioning. The coaches get become really mean to the players. They yeah. start benching the players who question them. They punish them with physical activity. <laughs> they, they punish them by running yeah. because they're questioning them. So what that is, is that's a tyrant losing control. So an insecure person who went into coaching just for the power is now losing control. And we have seen this on every team we've ever been with in club. Okay? These insecure coaches who just can't handle when players learn from somewhere else or something else not just my kid like other kids throughout their whole time i've seen it and the coach tightens grip tightens grip tightens grip because they're not in it for player development they're in it for power and the minute that power is threatened they don't go hmm Okay, let's try that. Or what is your what's your theory on this? Why would would you want to try this? Like I, I was sitting there. So coaches, listen. If anybody's listening to this, I'm laughing because it's so ridiculous. It's hard to like. Yeah. If if a if a so, and, I'm, and I'm laughing because it sounds like this is what certain governments do as well. <laughs> yes, government. Anybody <laughs> anybody in power. You threaten me, and I have this power. I will then use it or whatever. And like, yeah, it's universal. <laughs> this is what, yeah, yeah. So, this is what weak people do. And I think that that is part of what proves the lot the the reality of that this does happen like it's not like we're trying to convince you that no it happens to teachers yeah it happens to your boss yeah. it happens to governments Anywhere in authority anybody in authority who's threatened and yeah. they're in it to maintain power this is what they do and so like you know so like just standard defensive positioning we have six back system and you know you yeah, have, this, a, you have yeah, an assistant yeah. coach telling players to stand in the deep corners as outside hitters <laughs> where the ball lands where the ball lands <laughs> rather than stand on the line like a defender uh, and they just don't 
get it. And then the players are asking, well, what about tips? Well, you'll have to get those too. <laughs> you can't stand in the deep corner mm-hmm. and get a tip. And not to mention if you're not on the line, so you can't even see the hitter because you're behind them. They're, <laughs> yeah. te- like, uh, they're so, teaching players to stand behind blockers. So this is my this is my world, right? And yeah. then they're they're just teaching all the wrong... This is, this is what I really have a problem with. I don't care if you're an X's and O's person. If you're getting the X's and O's wrong as a coach and you don't know you're getting them wrong, that's the sad thing. And you're not listening to people who know more. Um then don't scream at the players when they don't succeed because you're setting them up for failure and then you're screaming at them. And we've yeah. seen that countless times in our club world where as an inf- as an educated volleyball parent, I'm sitting there just watching and I'm like, okay, what you're teaching them is wrong, but I can live with it. But I can't live with it when you're screaming at the players for messing up because of your stupid system. Because well, you don't know volleyball right. and you just yell at them. And then they, they ask you about, well, shouldn't we stay? I l- learn this in a camp or I learn this. And then that coach storms out of practice or punishes the team because they're not listening, which is absolute garbage. So yeah. that's what's happening in youth volleyball today. I'm actually, for, I would say 90% of teams. I'm sorry. I'm writing sorry. that down. Like, no, it's okay. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I agree, but that that thing of like don't scream at them when they're when they um when they start making the mistakes forever. That's like the best place to start for you know like if we're if we had a coach like who wanted some help right now or something and they're trying to figure out and they had they made a bunch of these errors like that's that's a huge one. Yeah, if you're gonna start somewhere, at least start with that. Like, sorry, I'm just thinking of how to like yeah. maybe we make like a list one day of all these things. I think we've already talked about it, like how to help a coach yeah. get better or whatever because. Again, we run into that issue where we don't think the people that we would like to listen to the show are actually listening to it, but maybe some of them are, and maybe some of them catch themselves like, oh yeah, I've done that before. But like, if you can stop doing that, like that'll start to turn things around big time. Yeah. And I mean, we can't save the coaches that are idiots. Like if they're the the ones shutting this off or who hate what we write online and like lash out at us, they're, they're gone and and you're not going to reach them. It's the, the coach on the bubble, the open-minded coach who's open to self-reflection and understands that this problem is uh, something that they can easily get sucked into. Because there's a fine line between being a coach and being, um, you know, drunk with power or being in in a position of any authority. This is what happens, right? This is the history of humanity. Yeah, People get a position of authority and they fall in love with the authority rather than why they went into it. And I think we see a lot of coaches and they get trapped. Dude, and they're literally different people from when the first day you meet them or they're running for office or you meet the, uh, there's a team meeting in the gym Yep. and then you have the first tournament first two or something. And they're like, they seem reasonable. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Right. But then sure enough, like, um, they're challenged or they feel threatened and then out comes the tyrant. And then it's just in like the last quarter of your season or a third or half. I don't even know. Right. Well, this is why we have that expression too. You don't know who someone is until they, go through adversity yeah, actually, when, yeah, they, when totally. they feel threatened that's where you really yeah. expose it, who people are that's true uh, i like uh i in at least in college we had our final project that was like that and the i uh, talked with my prof afterwards he's like yeah like i wasn't expecting it was we had to make like a medical device like he's like i don't ex- expect these things to work especially when you're a college student the whole point is it just to be unbearable and then you see what teamwork is like because that's the getting us ready for our job or whatever right right right, right. and it totally worked because you see people check out or you see you can actually depend on or right who like has blowouts character and all test this stuff. yeah it's a test of how you handle adversity yeah yeah and that's sort of where i mean if we bring it back into this topic i mean i i just like it's just to sum that up the reason why i was going into that little rant was because i coaches don't understand the big picture so 
you know, we not only have I worked with training coaches, but I've also uh, now been through the full journey as a parent and tried multiple club teams. So I've got, and I can see, so I know that it's not us too, because like you're I'll, acutely aware of it. Right well, now, and I, and I, sure. and I see other coaches and what they're like. So I've seen coaches where we're like, that's a great coach. Yeah. Uh, that co- team is well-maintained. That coach cares about getting people involved and that those teams win too, right? I've seen yeah. coaches who push young players to do like, so the other thing that we're going through this year is that, you know, they had me come in for practice to help out. And so I was teaching kids about aggressive serving and, and aggressive serving. And this coach, oh, this, gets this coach so is, yeah, up, this coach is telling them not <laughs> to serve aggressively. Just get it over. He's used this phrase several times, just get it over. And I'm like, that's the loser's mentality, right? These girls are 17 and 18 years old and you're telling them to just get it over. Yeah. Like stop it. Like just, it's, it's such a loser's mentality and it drives me nuts. And then, so like in the last tournament we went to, uh, one of the girls that really embraced the idea, she knows who I am and she's wanted me to coach her more and more. She had four jump serve, like, you know, jump floats that were like rockets down aces. Right. Unreal. And then, and then the next time her turn comes around, she serves it into the net and the coach takes her out and says, you got to get your serves over. And it's like, so you forget the four aces. I can't. You just saw the miss and you're going to, and she was like livid. She was shaking her head on the bench. So this is a coach who's lost control of a team because she was mad at herself. No, she was mad at him. Oh, okay. She understood that like, like what are you saying yeah yeah but just because she's been influenced by like she's done some of her you know other programs she's played other places right and she knows um you know she wants to make a varsity team next year so she knows what they serve like in in the next level and she's very uh you know and same with my kid too like just you know it's it's just it's just like i said in so coaches when we go after this Unless you've had a kid play club through the system, I don't want to hear from you because like the parents, the parents, (laughs) and by the way, and and so, so we're getting into this today. Um, Like, you know, parents have seen this stuff. Okay. And you don't even need to know volleyball. Like I've, I had conversations with other parents on the team who are livid about the, the way their kids being treated. Okay. You don't need to be a volleyball person to know when a coach is a piece of crap. Yeah. You just need to be a person. Yeah. Okay. So parents, this whole thing where coaches hide behind like, oh, they don't know volleyball. Now, in some cases, that's definitely true. You know, where the parent doesn't know some things and that's fine. But the real thing is uh, you just have to be a person to understand that psychologically what you're doing to kids is ruining them. So if your kid comes home from volleyball practice and hates the sport or several kids on the team hate the sport it's not about x's and o's okay so coaches if you have half your team hating your guts then you're a crappy coach and you need to look at yourself in the mirror i know nobody wants to do that in our society and coaches are the first ones to point that out about parents and players but they're not doing it for themselves so if you're that crappy coach and you have half your team hating you every year consistently then change something up okay and especially when they get older that's the real test because you can be a tyrant and a jerk when people are 12 13 14 and they don't know any better the parents don't know any better the players don't know any better but if once once they start hitting 15 and 16 and they start looking at each other sideways when you're teaching them something because they've been to other camps yeah they've been to better coaches that do exist like i said like one percent what do you think five percent of coaches are amazing five percent of anybody's amazing right Mm -hmm. like what we're saying here shouldn't even be revolutionary because it's true across all sectors. Most people are, there's a bunch of people who suck at what they do. There's a bunch of people who's media, who are mediocre in the middle. And then there's a thin sliver at the top in anything. You can yeah. be making ice cream or you could be making teams, right? Um, that's, that's the reality of the world. But a lot of those people in that middle or even at the bottom think they're at the top. 
and they don't they 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 when when the people at the top it's funny we talked about this before the people in the top sliver are very self-reflective and humble and they will change their theories when presented with new evidence right when new evidence yeah. emerges people at the top usually are very flexible that's, that's what makes them a great thinker. Yeah, that's part of what exactly yeah, that's led part them of, to get there. That's part of the greatness formula, right? That's another show we'll do too, right? About the the greatness formula, right? Like there's yeah. a formula for that all great people <clears throat> follow, whether it's business, sports, uh, you know, acting, whatever, right? Um, and they don't have it. So, so I'm just I just want to set the stage for that first because there, are, you know, when we're talking about quitting, uh, how much of that do you want your child to tolerate? Yeah. I didn't think we were going to get into such a I know. spicy. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it is like, it really, I was sitting there and, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to see before the show, what we're going to talk about or whatever. And then, uh, you mentioned like this one and I'm just sitting there again. Like I, in my experience, like I never had a super bad coach. I did like later, but that was like outside of club Mm-hmm. And then it, it's fine because I at least had a team team I could compete with. But like when you're talking about quitting, yeah, the first thing that runs through my mind again because it's this stark we contrast. Should, we should point out though in that discussion. Sorry, don't mean to cut you off, but yeah. when you played in a time when there was not this massive growth exactly. in volleyball that we're having today, and that's what so I keep coaching com- has gotten yeah. diluted, right? Like you played in a time where the people coaching were qualified, good people in sports. And there wasn't, they yeah. weren't inundated with numbers today because the numbers have exploded in youth volleyball. It's become, Hey, we'll get anybody to coach. And, yeah. and these, and these guys and girls that go into coaching today, they start drinking their own Kool-Aid. They start believing in their own power and they start to think they're geniuses because they watched a YouTube video. Most of them, I'll be honest with you, don't even watch YouTube videos because they know it all. Dude. Uh, they played high school volleyball or they, they, you know, they learned from the coach who coached them or they'll coach like, you know, and that yeah. coach might've been an idiot. So sorry. Didn't mean to catch up. No, it's all right. Like, yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly it. I keep comparing it to this image I have, right. Of where, yeah, the, the coaching quality was there. Like these are all former athletes and stuff like that. And I think, and I just hear you talk about, there's so many, um, no, I, I don't think it is different between boys and girls anymore. But like hearing, uh, saying there's a bunch of like, crying like four times in a tournament or something. Or, yeah, or no, four different girls crying at a tournament. Yeah, four 18 year, 17, 18-year-old girls yeah, were like, basically on the verge of tears or crying. And right. about half the team wanted to quit. Yeah, like how, that's just brutal. If I, like, I think I, I had one tournament when I was younger where I cried just because like loving the game so much and like losing or I'm right. pretty sure that's, yeah. or it would have been like some straight up criticism from one of the coaches that I had a lot of respect for. Mm. Right. And then it's like, and then I start, I think I'm pretty sure I would have ended up crying because I feel so bad for having let them down or for them being so what feels like mean to me, mm-hmm. I probably like maybe cry in the moment, but then makes me a better player like later on. But if you have like, I'm just imagining myself as that kid. Like, if I like routinely on a tournament, like ended up crying or hating it, then like, what is that going to do to me? Like, if I do four yeah. seasons of that, yeah. So, as much as like quitting sounds bad, but it, we have to define it. Like, is this quitting or is this actually doing uh, a duty that needs to be done to help protect the sport? Because maybe I can only hope. Like, how else is change going to come about? This is one way. This is a way to give very clear feedback to the coach that if like all of a sudden the majority of the team quits, that team is now folding. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty distinct message, not only to the coach, but to the club director. Mm-hmm. And then maybe they'll be like, okay, what's like going on here? And then, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Yes. So this is how bad ideas keep going. This is why yeah. society, like, you know, the harder thing is to quit sometimes, right? A lot of people like yeah. to make staying the hard thing, 
but sometimes it's harder to quit and send that message. Totally. That, that's the activist thing, that, right? Where you, you are trying to send a message and you're even sacrificing something you love because uh, there needs to be a sign sent. That's sort of where I've always been in my life. Like I've always kind of erred on the side of activism. That's why like we're doing this even yeah. right? because um, I can't just sit by and let stupid things happen or unfair things happen. And, and if the kids are crying, like in your case, like, you know, and same with me, like if there's been a time in our lives where we were upset because of us or because we let someone down or because the, you know, we know that person knows what they're talking about and they criticize you and that can upset you. But if you don't want your half your team wanting to quit because of injustice, right? If your team is feeling yeah. that you are being, um, you know, just but in, that, incompetent. It's that, it's that, it's this superficial ambiguity. There really isn't any ambiguity. This is like leaving to, for your own like sense of integrity mm-hmm. and then quitting because it's just too hard are two different things. But because exactly. of this superficial level ambiguity, that's what these coaches or other people are going to defend. It's like, oh, you shouldn't be quitting. Like, you know, give your coach the time of day or respect and you should see the season through. Like, I, I'm just foreseeing the arguments yes. we're going to get against yes. this, right? And yeah. like, there, this isn't... Respect is earned, right? Like, let's let's stop living in this this era of you should blindly respect, earned, yeah. you blindly respect positions of authority. No, because like, you know, then uh, you, know, you let people abuse people. You don't let people... You, you, you need to... Um, you know, you start with the respect, you start with respect, of course, but the minute that respect turns into the minute they don't respect you, then, you know, we're human beings, your respect will diminish. And the worse it gets, the, um, the less your ability to tolerate. And, you know, you, you also have an obligation, I think when, when someone's this bad. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah like, like you this, have an obligation. You're practicing respect for, for yourself. Yeah. Man. And what are you teaching your kid? So parents, like if you're living in this situation, very similar to what we were talking about, um, you know, there is a difference, like Eric said, between quitting because this is difficult and I need to work harder to earn more playing time versus this is uh, no longer serving us. So like, that's a great way to look at it. Right. Yeah. So is this, um, benefiting you and your child? So your tournaments are painful, emotionally painful. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, but like, so what what I mean is, yeah, what I mean is like, if it's benefiting you, so is there, so your child, let's suppose your child isn't playing because they are not legit. We did this in the, um, help my kids yeah, yeah. playing episode. But if your kid isn't like, playing because they are legitimately not there yet. Okay. So you have to be very honest with yourself. If your kid goes in, makes a bunch of errors and the coach plays them a little bit less, you know, is there benefit in your child working their ass off in practice, working their butt off, sorry, in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> and trying to get, we don't swear on the show. Yeah. Uh, is there benefit? So th- there is some benefit to be gleaned from that. If your child is already there, skill level, and is working hard now is there benefit in working with jerks there is right i tell my kids this all the time there's real benefit in learning to work with jerks yeah or work with jerks but there's also a fine line where you have to teach your child male or female that do you suffer um how much abuse or how much uh, crap do you put up with just because someone is there's no logic in what they're doing there's no there's no so, why. There's no why, right, think, as a coach. Do you think some of this may be that... Sorry, yeah. No, that's okay. Do you think some of this is that maybe parents aren't checking in with their kids as much to mm. be able to get this? I don't think... I think parents... No, I think parents get it. 
I think the problem is, so there's a financial concern. What you're, what you're saying to me is it sounds like, is your kid, yeah, like getting better. Like, so it's not just like they're getting better technically at certain skills or stuff, but like, yeah. And that's a great example. The kid who isn't getting a lot of playing time and you know, yeah, they're still not getting a lot of playing time, but you see them in the struggle and you see them, um, kind of acknowledging this challenge and trying to continuously meet it. So they're trying harder in practice and they're making sure they're not late and stuff like that. Like if, if you're seeing, yeah, I guess I'm just describing the process. If you see them working away at it comparatively to like, are they just like going to a darker place? Are they yeah. like getting really quiet? Are they like learning to accept abuse? Yeah. Um, and I think most parents see it right away. So like, you know, even most like you know, if parents have a semi decent. Then they're gonna they're gonna have blowouts and stuff at home and stuff like that. And kid, just just they? on the court, like you know, at the tournament, parents yeah. can tell when their kids are having fun and, and they're benefiting yeah. and they're not. And it's becoming miserable. You, you must be able to like yeah. obviously there. So if it's becoming miserable, kids. yeah, if it's yeah, exactly. And you live with them twenty four seven, and you've yeah. seen them since birth, and so it's pretty easy for parents to see when their kid is not getting something from something. Um, but you know, so that's the question though. Like there are parents who sometimes will quit because they're kid just isn't getting playing time the real answer is like if your coach has a why like this is this is it right like, if your coach can give you really good explanations for what they're doing and they make sense i mean that's all it is that's right? all yeah that, that, like, that's all your kids it, yeah, asking for too right? that's all the kids asking for and if the answers don't make sense or it's like like i keep dude doing it, re <laughs> it really is that simple in an athlete's mind it's like if you want me to do this just explain to me why or let me experience it and then it's it's set and then i move on to the next thing and then i just keep doing it. Like, this is this is why it's so this is why people i don't understand these coaches that don't understand this like there are a few very few meritocracies in the world like genuine things that are based and one of them is sports uh -huh. okay? right sports is a meritocracy. it's the ultimate sports and business are it right and yeah. those are two areas like i've done well in and I, uh, I just tell people all the time, you can't fake it here. Like you can't. So when I see a coach tell a player the wrong thing and the player knows because they've gone out, they've tried it, like you said, and it doesn't work. Yeah. And they know I should be standing, I should not be standing here or I should not be serving this way. Yeah. This feels wrong. <laughs> Coaches, just so you know, that <laughs> athlete is sit standing in line, rethinking that over and over and over and over and over again, like for the right. whole practice. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, just thinking, why am I doing it? Why am I doing it? Why am I doing it? <laughs> I mean, I could give you, there's another funny story. Okay. Our team was sitting last tournament. Our team sat for like an hour and a half waiting for the next match. Okay. And, you know, my daughter's one of the better hitters on the team. Okay. So she comes out to do her first hit after an hour and a half wait. Okay. <laughs> Set is very low from the setter. She's not warm. My daughter goes up, hits it into the net. And waiting for her is the coach to give her advice <laughs> oh, no. on how to get her hits over <laughs> no. in the warm up after an hour and a half wait. <laughs> With a low set inside, uh, and my and my daughter just says, "Oh yeah, the set was low. I'm a little stiff," and that comes off as arguing maybe to them. But I'm like, "Well, that coach was just waiting yeah. for the best player on the team yeah. to mess up so they can show her that I still have valuable advice to give you. You know, I still as much as much as I'm telling you all these bad things and you don't agree with them because they can see it on her Dude. face, right? Like she's been coached at a higher level. Okay, that sure, but you also, I mean, I guess you do it as still a bit at a kid's age." But you don't coach during the game or the warm up. 
What coach is out there being like, oh, I don't know. Oh, you're, sw- <laughs> you're, you're Eric. You're, what are you doing, so man? So many people are shutting off their YouTubes here. That's all coaches do in club. Like 99% of coaches. Like, only the good coaches shut up and let, like warm up. I right? can kind of understand it in, in club and stuff. Like, no, I, I did receive it as well. Like, is, it makes this sense. This is like, 18 years. These are 17 and 18 well, years. There it doesn't really make sense. But uh, at least not like talking about technique and stuff like that or it'd be more so checking in on how their where's their mental state at yeah. for the game or something but you know how, how about this how about once they hit a certain age coaches why don't you let your 16 17 18 year old players actually make decisions on yeah the court? yeah right like, let them get into their stop own jam. telling them what they can't yep. do let them figure out their own stride <sighs> because they're abs- gonna go and yeah. i'll be honest like we're doing a show on this like volleyball is sexist yeah, got, right. volleyball is sexist this is a yeah, yeah. like i don't think anybody limits boys as much as they limit girls and it's so sexist like they tell me like i've heard our coach this year tell this team and they've told me this the players they said girls don't run quicks girls don't run quicks girls don't block the middle like outside hitters they don't try to block the middle girls don't run quicks and there's this sexism in it because it, it's this. I hate or girl, just get it over. They would never say that to an eighteen-year-old boy. We should go watch. A, do we know anyone with a seventeen-year-old boy? Boys well, I've seen, club? I've seen, I've seen the turn. Like you know, they've shared venues. Oh, they're cyber, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. And, and I mean, I coached club. Like I coached boys. Yeah, that's all I ever coached was boys. And uh, you know, the, the, I mean, I was different because I was a player, so I was always telling guys to go for it. But the problem is you can't stop a boy. And a little bit that. like... But a girl a girl is agreeable, right? Right. A girl is boys polite. Will, boys will snap back at boys you. Boys will snap back and they'll say, screw you. And yeah. then the coach will be like, okay. And I see the coaches. Like the mindset's totally different on the boys' side. The girls, though, because they're polite and they're raised to be polite. And maybe genetically women are more agreeable, right? Like they're more like less likely to, to disagree. Even you see this in workplaces, generally speaking. Yeah. Not, there's not in all cases. still certain girls that will snap back. So right? these, these coaches uh, sense this, though. Yeah. And they... Yeah, they, and they know they can get away with it. Yeah, and that's like, probably why they're coaching girls because they think they can push I them around. Swore. That's okay. Neil, you know, it's a, it's, we're fired like, up. I feel like I've sworn. We're yeah, fired up today. A little fired up. Yeah, I got my morning workout in today. So, oh, there. That's yeah. what it is. Why are we? Why do we quit working out? By the way, some yeah. sort of brain damage that humans have. Right? <laughs> like we know it's good for us. Oh man, it's we could like, rant for it's this for brain hours. damage, right? Yeah. Like I like. Oh man, I had such. I had an injury, <laughs> and I had some other stuff that kicked me in the gut recently, but sort of knocked me off my, yeah, my right? workout plane, right? But um, six months. Uh, six months. What do you mean? With the injury, like from oh, the injury. Could, the injury was like, until you could start uh, October, November, December, well, January. You were already moving been, the muscle, yeah, but like it's five months to get back yeah, to doing like five months. Yeah. Yeah, and wow. then and then that other stuff happened that really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but you know so so but it's just brain damage because even if you have those <laughs> issues, like the workout makes you feel better anyway. So yeah. But then again, every show if I worked it every morning, go off every show would be a rant this. every day. But anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> speaking of brain damage, so we'll do, we'll do a thirty day challenge. You and I, thirty <laughs> day challenge. They're fake. You have to do it. It has I to be know, a lifestyle. It has to be. Yeah, and I think I have the lifestyle, so I get so miserable when, we, when I don't exercise. But anyway, people think you're miserable now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this isn't miserable. Uh, but I think what we're saying is that, um, parents, if your kids are not benefiting in any way from club volleyball and you have a tyrant, there is nothing wrong with switching teams if you can or leaving the club. But I think a financial issue, that's one thing we haven't talked about. A lot of parents, once they're in, because club is so expensive now, right? And we were in a position, we were lucky enough that we were able to easily leave a club and eat the thousand, couple, few thousand bucks that we paid that club. Because for me, 
uh, I would rather give up the money. And we, again, we were financially able to do so, but I don't want my kid to be in a situation that's so uh, toxic. I want to teach my kids about um, like genuine, you know, walking away from toxic situations, especially for girls. It's very dangerous to leave your girls. Maybe that's, uh, maybe that's the way to um, kind of measure this out is that if, if it's now coming down to where leaving the team is now the harder choice, mm-hmm. maybe there's a bit of an indication there. Like I love that. Uh, I guess it's not a paradox, but uh, you know, like if you're in a situation where the best thing for you is to leave and to get out of it and to make change, but you don't do it because the situation isn't quite bad enough. So it's tolerable, but not bad enough. And it's in this weird, muddy, icky middle place. Mm -hmm. You don't leave, you actually stay in it, even though it's, it would be the absolute best thing for you. Cause ultimately staying in that, whatever, say it's like a job or a relationship or whatever. If you're, if you just, give into it and stay in it then that day then it's going to be a year it's going to be five years 10 30 and then ultimately like who knows what your life could have could have been like if you had done the harder thing and just changed things right so it's like and i think that's why i call it a paradox it's like you're most in need of change but you don't do it but if the situation was absolutely awful where you know people are actually abused or like the job becomes so unbearable or then that's actually what pushes people out the door and mm-hmm. then they go and they, they find change. So in that regard, it wasn't an easy choice. The choices are kind of made for them, right? Yes. And in this situation, it's like the choice can be made, but staying is easier and just putting up with it and then telling yourself, oh, yeah. well, next year, next season, we'll get a different team or a different coach. Whereas mm-hmm. the actual harder thing is, yeah, having that talk with your child or sorry, if I'm talking to the kid, the kid's talking with their parents like, hey, I actually think we need to, to resolve, like get out of here. Mm-hmm. And then you have to obviously confront the coach. But confronting the coach shouldn't be part, shouldn't be the hard part of this whole thing at all. Exactly. It's probably I- between you and your kid and like actually being like, you know, like acknowledging and going over the reasons and be like, you know what? I think, yeah, we agree. Like, Well, I think the worst thing too, because like, you know, most people listening to this might say, well, shouldn't there be a conversation with the coach first? But, you know, if, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah, and I can, first. I can, predi- well, not. I can predict, well, I mean, before they leave, oh. you, know, you know, maybe there should oh. be a discussion, but if you already know. Well, no, but, you're not, you're just saying we're leaving. It's not like, yeah. oh, well, because, oh, you mean because, to, be, to see if they should stay? Well, so, so a oh. lot of people would say that before we we're quit, unhappy. we need to let the coach know about our feelings and the coach will then, but the problem, what, what's you, the point in that? Well, you're shaking your head. Why, go ahead. Tell, explain. Well, why. yeah. Like, I don't think. Yeah, the way you do anything is the way you do everything. Like it's, it's sorry, the, this sounds so much like uh, relationships, and <laughs> I'm not a relationship expert. Like it is, but like it's like there is an issue. I maybe I don't know. This is getting weird now. Yeah, you can talk about it and you can try and change it, but like obviously that you give it a shot, and then if it still doesn't change, and the reason why is it won't change is because the way you do anything is the way you do everything. Mm-hmm. People are just so accustomed to these to these ruts or whatever, and also. If this is the same coach that we're talking about that starts the season in one way, they're all happy and agreeable and appearingly reasonable. But then as the season goes on, they turn into this tyrant. That also shows what they're, just like we've said, like the pressure cooker situation, people are now questioning them and their real personality comes out, which is this little tyrant or whatever. In that regard, it's already been proven to you who they are at at, at their core, right? So mm-hmm. there's no there's no debate. It's just like, hey, we're leaving 
you know, thank you for the season. Cause Leave you know, it in that cause, regard. Because the problem is you know how they're going to react. Yes. You know that yeah. this person, based on history, yeah. is going to react. That's oh, they're like going to take it personal and all this. Yeah. So, like, in our personal situation, we are going with that thing right now we're like do we leave or do we stay and i've told my kid like so this is a vital year for her like yeah you know, she has to invite some co- like coaches might come out to watch her post-secondary coaches right yeah so yeah, is man. there some benefit to staying because we have video clips for a lot a lot of video clips and everything right but is there benefit in staying is there something here like can we turn this negative into a positive well that okay and like but the only thing she keeps flashing and i keep flashing in my mind is every practice where this person is repeatedly telling you the wrong information, yeah, oh, man. Uh, setting you up for failure, and then punishing you if you question it or if you try something else. Because this is not a coaching philosophy, by the way, that the, these coaches are talking about. This is not a different version of things. This is a, this version that they're telling them. And again, so many coaches in our history yeah. don't know anything about what they're saying. They don't even look it up on YouTube. They don't even look it up anywhere. Like they don't even watch a game. I and, can't. I like, can't wonder, believe it. This so, game has been around for so long. There's I, a core system. Like, well, and there's a there's a couple core systems, and you yeah. can you if it was anywhere in if that was That's, the issue. Right. There's a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Like if that was the issue, if it's a philo- philosophical thing. I get. I guess unless it's like playing it safe. Um, but this is like so fundamentally wrong, and then the added burden of like doubling down. Yeah, and like that's why I, I couldn't believe that making man. them like, run physical, like touching lines and you know, I know suicides. Who this person and, is. And like when I first heard, I'm like, oh, that's great. Like they're we were coaching. excited. We I know. Were excited. This person told yeah. us that they were they were sounded... talking about other coaches uh, in much the same way about yeah. how insecure they are and how and he won't. And then and then early red flag was that he got um, a female assistant coach. Who was pretty athletic, sporty, play, had played some oh, volleyball. Got rid, of her, right? got rid of her and her yeah. daughter really fast. Yeah, like, yeah, really fast. Like it was very weird how quickly that player went from starting setter to uh, that was libero. That was the first flag. That was the flag. I remember to it. libero to off the team like right away. Yeah, and it was very weird because this was a player that would snap back right, and the the parent was yeah, and right? I think there's sexist, oh, you know, I think that's yeah. a, there, there's a female issue here. So there's a sexist issue here, and like we've talked about this, that this is not healthy for our kid, our daughter to be in. Um, Again, so you know, then, I don't want to get too specific into our issue. Well, I, I, I know no, no, I have the, already, but it, but I, I no, guarantee there's a zillion parents out there with the same thing. Yeah, like I mm-hmm. think you're talking about like it's not you're like you're getting off track. It's like this is the reason why yeah. we're talking about and, this. And we're like, torn. We're torn about do we quit? Do we stay? And like one of the things I, we're talking I, about is like there is benefit in dealing with jerks. There what is, is there is benefit, right? And then the other thing is though, how does she go to practice every day for multiple days a week? and uh sit here like because you know yeah what can you get out of it have you guys talked about that like i mean what working yeah, with a well, jerk that, like, like or is reps even, like it's just reps right now it's just that and it's not even reps and because, it's like yeah, exercise it's just, or yeah if the if the quality of the reps are bad like and there's what, these what micro is, corrections that are like so if every the, time you do even something, the reps are compromised they give you bad advice yeah yeah like every rep yeah is like well like <laughs> the funny thing is is that actually deep down they're so soft that as a player you could just do you could do you could do your jump serve or whatever just as however you want it they, and so, what are they going to do like oh don't jump serve and you keep doing it well they're so, so soft. that's that's what ha- so listen so so this is what happened <laughs> i guess so at the start of the year <laughs> they'll make told, you run he told my daughter to not to spin serve to get her first few serves over and this is garbage that our coaches say coaches stop 
overvaluing the spin serve, okay? The spin serve is just a serve. The fact that you never played high-level volleyball is why you think it's so high up Yeah, there. It's, it's not. Really... It's just a serve. Don't tell me that I need to get my standing serve over five You're in a row. You're overvaluing it by, yeah. Like, like, give me a break. Like, just let the player teach them how to do stuff and let them figure out what works best for them and That's for the hilarious. team and, yep. to, and to get the other team in trouble. I hate it when these coaches who never played <laughs> talk about, like, that's all I did. I, I played volleyball for <laughs> we, 40 years. Like, honestly, 40 years I've been playing volleyball. Okay, and I spun serve or jump served since I was night spun serve, spin served. <laughs> I don't know. I jump served for like 30 years. And that's all I did. And I didn't think of it as elevated. And that's, I still hated the standing float serve. Was dude, still that's, tough that's what you want to get with the spin serve. You want to get to the point where it it's is nothing. It's nothing because. And there's only I, one way to get there. There's only to, one way to yeah, get there. To keep doing it. to keep doing it. Yes. it. Anyway, so let me finish that story. Yes. So he told right, my daughter right, 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 at the start right, of the year. Right. Yeah, he said, don't don't spin serve until you get your... So they go to play an exhibition game against a college team. And uh, my I was like, what's he talking about? I said, just spin serve. And so then she went, yeah. she got like five aces to start. And he's like, oh, great serves. And then like, and then she spin serves all year and he would never... I almost working. I know because they're just like, they, they just... They think so they're he's, winning. Now he's cheering it on. Now he's cheering it on. And it's one of her, like, you know, she served out matches. Is... She served out, she came back six points in third sets. And it's it's the hero thing. He would never tell her oh. not to. So that's sort of what you've taught the player, by the way, is not to listen to you. So from day one, he yeah. taught my daughter, well, don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm yeah. talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now you, now he wants her to listen to her though, because he's losing, because the whole team, he's losing the group on the whole team, because these adult girls <laughs> are now questioning him. And he's like, batting down the hatches he brought in his buddy as an assistant coach who knows less about volleyball than him and he's just like i need support and he's just blaming everybody else just like a toxic you know these coach and he'll tell everybody it's the toxic players he'll tell everybody it's a weak player toxic they can't handle adversity what would he say if like all of a sudden she misses and then and then your daughter goes and talks to him and asks him well why were you cheering me on when i got the spin serves in i wonder what he would say like uh I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, no, no. I, like, how that. do you like? That's a confrontation of of their sanity, <laughs> and it it wrapped up in such a simple little question. <laughs> well, here's the other thing too. So when he he would come to me after matches and ask for advice, okay, and he would listen I remember to what this. I was saying. Yeah, I remember this listen, as well. He, yeah. he would listen to what I was saying, and now I look back and I go, "Is it because I'm a man? Like, if I was a woman, would you ever come to me and ask? Because just based on what we're seeing yeah, here, right? Good point. And so I remember, like, after huh. a match, he came to me and he said, "Oh, you know our." Um, our uh, backcourt defense was really weak in that match. And I said, well, it looks like your backcourt defense is weak. And sure, but those rallies should have ended because you should have you should have thumped the ball. Because I knew he was telling players to just roll it over to tip it into the pot because he was trying to win against or his he, team. He wouldn't even consider the so, fact that his would, offense was and, the reason. Well, he was punishing them for swinging. He was literally, he said to them, in the huddle after the game, he said to them, we're going to run lines because you guys weren't tipping it and rolling it in the pot. You were trying to swing. What universe? Holy crap. So the, the, the sexism pervades all the way into his team strategy for yeah. girls volleyball. Yeah. And that they're not they're not athletic or strong. They can't put a ball put a ball away, which means just bang on it to make it yep. hit the quarter beat. Wow, that's that's he, he's coaching for whatever he, I hate to, he's coaching for the opponent. I hate to say that 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 is what this is, but it's like it looks like it, man. But that's sort of, so the bigger picture really though is that's a coach who's trying to coach for a win for his benefit rather than a develop 
develop a player for their benefit. Like rather than saying, hey, you guys might be going to play varsity in post-secondary next year. You need to learn how to swing really hard. He's like, I want to win this game right here, right now against this team who is vulnerable to the yeah, tip right. and the roll in the pot. So right, we're going to sacrifice right, right, right. all these reps of swinging into the block, using Even the block. Even that's delusional though. Because you, you can still beat a team that's susceptible to... Like, oh, I'm not saying uh, it's right. It's never right. It's never No, right. exactly. And that's, how, the, the, that's the best the point. You want a team to tip and roll to the pot? Have them swing most of the match, and then the tips are way more... That's how the only way tips work, is if you mix them in. Not if you adopt them <laughs> you as this full... Like the whole team will call free ball. You know why set. I'm laughing, right? Yes, because it's so obvious. Well, because I had a coach who used to... It was all about the tip to the pot, and he was the only coach that what I would say was Please like... say this was uh, like grade six. No, no, this is my, Say it. This is my first, uh, this is my second varsity team coach. Second this varsity is, in college. Yes. This is in college yeah. volleyball, <laughs> a college men's yep. volleyball team telling you and, to tip to the pot as a strategy. And you know what one of our biggest drills was? And I, I, I still haven't put the mental energy into trying to figure out what the purpose of it was, but you know, continuation, <laughs> continuation, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, continuation is difficult because... I think what a challenge is, is it, it's about placing a ball. But mm-hmm. then when it gets to the point of continuing a rally like 25, 50 times, and mm-hmm. we're just roll shotting it to so each other. explain <laughs> continuation to people listening. So parents who don't know what that is. Yeah. So we would just set up, you can do it with like four on four or five on five or six on six, but it's like you would set it up where you're going to run like a predicted set offense or even unpredicted, but it's like all the left sides are just going to get all the balls and then they're going to hit a ball. <laughs> Again, yeah, I don't understand it. 60, 70% right. at the attack, uh, defender in five, mm-hmm. and they're going to pop it up. And so we call, the, we call these sometimes cooperative drills, true. This, okay. this is where, where you're not trying to kill it. You're trying to keep the drill yeah. going. Yeah. And the good thing of it is that it you see the defensive system setting and then resetting, setting, resetting, and then the offensive system does the same, uh, uh, executes and then resets, right? So it's just mm-hmm. cycling. It's great. But then uh, when we're in... We're in college ball. I was already 27. I've been playing for a long enough time. I had a bunch of uh, fourth-year vets on the team. And so we're all doing this drill. But then as we go on, we would just want to start banging on the ball. And then we would hit it at each other. But then sure enough, everyone in a once in a while is going to miss and not hit the defender. And then the rally dies. Mm-hmm. And then the coach would freak out because we're not doing continuation. And oh, so then we boy. would reset. And then we would start again. And then by the end of it, we're just because there's like punishment involved, like Yes. push-ups or something we're roll shotting it so you don't and I'm like, get what punished are, yeah what are we doing here like what are we actually doing here? so yeah yeah i don't know why i went on that ramp but uh no 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 but that that's sort of the idea that the coach, oh yeah the tip to the pot and stuff yeah the, 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 the wrong strategies that um <laughs> and just so so parents it, there is a time to quit and it's when it's yeah. not benefiting yourself, uh, especially, sorry, your child. I don't your, even think you call it your quitting. Child. It's not, it's just called Time like, to, uh, you're just leaving the team. Well, you're... remember the expression, we don't suffer fools. Remember that? Like, uh, that, yeah. that's an old expression that nobody says anymore, but we don't suffer fools. And what that means is you walk away from an idiot. And, and uh, why? Why? And why? Because yeah. if you stay in there, what are the, imp- like, you will staying around like people like this you will it'll start to have an effect on you mm-hmm. like if you just keep tolerating it what are you doing to yourself and then if you do it again the next year and the next year well there's that that's, m- mental health thing right like there, yeah. there's that mental health for your kid mental health for you 
Um, is that the reason for that expression, though, do you think? Like, uh, we don't we tolerate don't, fools. I think we don't suffer fools. I think the, the reason for that expression is that it's just a waste of time. Like, it's just, it's there's nothing productive to be gained from working with a fool. And it's also about self-respect. say it's worse it's, than that. It's, it's self-respect. Yeah. Right? It's, it's self-respect. It's dangerous as well. Yeah. And I've had moments in my life, too, where I've walked away from things out of self-respect. Yeah. You know, and I and I, people sometimes look at like some of the things I walked away from. And they're like, "Wow, wouldn't have done that." And I'm like, yeah. "Well, that's because I don't like being um, treated or demeaned in a certain situation, right?" And I want my kids to learn that too. I don't want them to think yeah. that. But it goes back to the same old thing because we are seeing parents. So this is what happened. I didn't. I don't think I told you about this, but the players in person on tournament day were very upset. Last okay? tournament? Last tournament. They were all visibly upset, angry. Some players wanted to quit. And See, this also the shows tr- why you're not delusional. And you're, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, there was a player who wanted to quit after the yeah. first game because the vibe of the team, everybody's energy was off, and uh, they wanted to leave. So um, then, uh, and but then what happened was, um, this is then this is very telling. I didn't tell you this. So the, the players have their group chat, and they were talking about it a couple days later about you know, what are we going to do? Or, you know, we're all upset. And then a few of the players all started to change. Like, I mean, some of the most vocal players who have been vocal for weeks about this coach were like, well, maybe we should just, well, maybe we should just, you know, maybe, Ooh. you know, maybe, we're, maybe we should just go, you know, and it was like, okay, so this is how it happens. Oh, wait, They're, they said maybe they should go. Maybe they should just put up with it and oh. not, not even put up with it. Maybe he's right. Like, this is what, what was happening. Oh, man. They were shifting. So this is the danger, right? And this is like, to me, I this was... This is fla- the danger, yeah. I was flashing into, like, all sorts of, like, okay, here's that agreeableness again. Here's the, yeah, yeah. Here's the uh, I don't want to rock the boat because I'm, I hate to say it, but I'm just a girl thing that I was seeing in these players. Or, you know, my daughter was telling me, and she was getting angry. My daughter was like, so wait a minute. So you said this at the tournament, huh. and you saw this. So you think that that's okay now? And, and she was shocked at how fast they were turning into, well, yeah. maybe... Maybe we should just go along with it. I hate to tell people, but history is filled with horrible examples of people saying, maybe we should just go along with it. And yep. some of our recent history has been uh, like that. And I saw it happening. And I was like, wow, that player saying that? That play-? And we were talking, and I was fascinated by it. And my daughter, thankfully, was getting more angry with the teammates for not standing up for something that they really believe in. The, and remember, these are adult girls now. These are 17-year-olds and 18-year-olds on this team. There's, yeah. There's several 18-year-olds on this team. Mind you, one had already left, right? Like we talked in the start. Yeah. The coach. Uh, oh, yes, yes. One was already one already quit. Not and even... went to another... Luckily, there was another team for her to go to at the <laughs> mm-hmm. time. But um, yeah, so... Um, and she was like forced out in a weird way, right? Right. Um, okay. So, uh, so my daughter now was like, I don't know. Like, there's a few players that are still with her, and are like, you know what? If you quit, I'm gonna quit. And a couple, uh, who knows? Maybe that might spark some other players to quit. If it happens, I don't know if it's gonna. We're, we're still in this in weird limbo. Two well, more tournaments. Yeah, two more tournaments like, since near the end of the season. But why? Why go play nationals if you're literally not excited about it? I if know that's be... that's what we're that's the discussions we're having, and I'm sure that that's that hopefully yeah, like, this is probably discussions that other parents are having listening to this too, like when does it become you know, i think the only like if it weren't the 18 uh you know the 18s year or the final year of club i think there might be, i mean again we, the, we have to we're still we're still by the way in the process of thinking about this yeah yeah we're yeah, still like because like, the only thing that stands out for you 
and and your daughter is that she can be on the court with her friends, right? And they can be playing. But if if that element of the game, like it already looks like he's he's getting into the warm up as, as element, and he's already like getting well, kids. He's heads been there. there. He's been there the whole time. So yeah. I know even during he games, told, he's I told doing you the same thing. Remember I told you <laughs> he told their season long middle, who's an undersized. Yeah, middle, yeah. All of a yeah. sudden, at a tournament in February, end of February, he says. You're too short. This is like four months, five months into the season. You're too short to play middle. You're playing outside. And then he screamed at her for being out of position. Like loud enough for everyone to hear? Uh, like, in the huddle. Yeah. In the huddle. And the, the whole team was there. You're too short to play middle. Why was I doing it for six months then? Uh, now you're left side all of a sudden. That also proves they don't. Yeah. And then and then, and then, the, he's, the, left then he's, side. And then he's yelling she at the player. There. He's yelling at her for not being in position. What is and happening? And my daughter and my daughter in the huddle was like, well, she she doesn't. She hasn't, she hasn't played this. Yeah. So she would How know. do you? Yeah. <laughs> setting them up for failure then yelling at them and then this right girl, so that's yeah. affected and then if the on court is affected the court like obviously this is, and by the way she was coaching she, from the sideline all the time she was their best middle yeah well way. so and that's the other thing like so he's gone after your daughter one of the better players mm-hmm. now he's gone after the best yeah. middle these are the vocal players yeah these are the ones who have expressed uh a isn't little that bit interesting of concern. <laughs> there's yeah. way too many parallels here between this guy and just a you're t- every coach uh, di- or a dictator across history yeah, <laughs> after yeah. the strong pieces i know <laughs> well he also benched my daughter oh, so man. again so i don't care about my daughter playing a lot like i've never cared about my daughter getting benched or anything oh. if it's legit or even if she's not in a set like you know for fair playing time i've always said he played her i didn't like it he played her every set all year and i'm not a fan of that i'm like let other kids come in this is they're all they all <laughs> got to get better this year right and um but he benched my daughter at the start of this tournament, the first set. And the whole and team... You, everyone knew. The whole team is yeah. like, well, what's this about? What, yeah, what's happening didn't. here? And that's when the other player who got to play, by the way, because my daughter was benched, yeah. wanted to leave. She's like, this is weird. Yep. I don't know why he's doing this because he's sending a stupid message. And again, my daughter's not rude. My daughter was asking questions. Yeah. And... Um, it's like, know, uh, and there's coaches listening to this right now. Don't ask questions. You just listen to your coach. Well, that's great. Then, so what are you going to do? Uh, so when somebody shows up at your door wearing a government badge and says, uh, "Come with me, please. I'm from the government. Don't ask questions. Just listen to the government. I mean, don't ask questions. Listen to the cops. So if a cop is telling you to do whatever, you just listen to them. Well, that's part a badge. of yeah. That's part of how they can do things because we don't fully know the law and what we're allowed to say no to. And, yeah. Right. But you're not supposed to question authority according to these coaches. Right. Just do it. Just do it. Okay. Then you do that coach. Why don't you do it when your club director tells you something? So this whole myth of just blindly following is how, you know, our whole society is getting ruined anyway. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> but, uh, uh, <laughs> Chris Rock is like, yeah, I drove over to the school and I went and I found the dean. I said, kick my daughter out. <laughs> this is kick her out. Yeah, for yeah. people for people who didn't like Chris Rock just did a live Netflix thing at this time. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, he, was ta- he wants his kid to go through some hard things. <laughs> He's like, things. she needs to go through public school or something like that. Yeah, is that what yeah. he said? Or he just said kick her out. And, and, you know, for my daughter, like, so by the way, like mm-hmm. my daughter's addicted to volleyball. So leaving yeah. this, leaving this would right. be the harder choice yes. like, just to go back to that. Um, so parents, like if you're, if you're struggling with this, I will tell you right now that if it is no longer benefiting your child and the, the coach is like beyond, uh, reason and not anywhere near approaching reasonable, reasonable or logical conclusions, the coach is just benching, especially when they're young, right? Get your kid out of there and go play community ball somewhere. Go find some organization that runs leagues that runs clinics, put your kid in other things, get them touching a volleyball somewhere where there's no coach 
controlling playing time yeah right that's why we've we've created where we are like we've created an organization locally that we do yeah beach volleyball is great for young kids trust me they'll develop more than they will indoor um way more yeah and and get them into something like some youth program where the kids are playing and there's no coaches telling them what to do or what they can't do they're not getting playing time limited because it's all about reps and touches and fun right that's it has to be there all the way through sports are supposed to be fun if your kid's not getting fun from it if they're not learning from it i mean again don't mistake, you know, hard work and struggle for t- putting up with toxicity and loserville, right? Uh, that's the that's where yeah. parents that like to like we mentioned at the top. That's where parents get caught up in this. But you're, geez, the word quitter and uh, yeah, don't, exactly. don't quit a team sport. You're letting your like team word, down. Man. No, you're not letting team down. You can also be a leader by quitting, right? Like, that's that's <laughs> that superficial ambiguity right that it's that's the argument that's going to be used against us and uh Mm -hmm. it's not exactly it's not it's two different things completely Mm -hmm. it's just an act of self-respect and yeah i keep forgetting like this this is your daughter loves volleyball i forget about that like Like, an addiction to volleyball yeah that's why it's just tricky to leave like for some people who are playing multiple sports it may not be a big thing they can just leave that and then divest time and energy into something else but for for the kid who loves it like yeah in our family like it's yeah it's volleyball <laughs> is in our blood yeah uh this is probably why you know things maybe things bother us more than they for sure should. well i, mean, I there's think a, there's a but I, I just it's bothering other non-volleyball parents yeah. too. That's the thing. like, cause you just see it. You see the, the weird, like I said, anybody, you don't need to be a volleyball person. Like I could go watch a lacrosse coach and tell if they're a piece of, you know, if they're a great coach or not, yeah. uh, because of how they're interacting with players and are they gripping to power or are they, you know, letting kids have fun and develop and get better. Right. Yeah. Um, so that, that's really the question. Is your kid getting better as a person? And as a player through this, if the answer is no, then don't. And don't don't take the short-term view because your kid might be struggling with playing time. But if that teaches or instills in your kid like, you know, I'm going to work harder. Do you want it? Yes. Okay, then here's what you do. This is a little different because my daughter's playing all the time and she's, you know, already got the skill and the coach, you know, plays her nonstop, I think, to a fault. Again, That's I think that's another toxic mm. behavior. But... Um, Where's the benefit? I think that's what it boils down to, right? And it's a tough discussion because you don't want to you don't want to breed uh, the idea. Like, here's the other thing too. Like, I think that one one other thing about quitting we should probably talk about is like, is the kid quitting the sport or is the kid quitting that team? Right? Like, it's one thing to give up on volleyball, yeah, or yeah. soccer, or whatever the the issue is, or are you just quitting that team because of the yeah. The environment. Like, it's, you know what's funny? Like our, our episode that got like, you know, the episodes that we get in the listening to are toxic coach episodes and toxic players. Hmm. That's another thing. That, that's a sort of different topic, not coach. Because we're getting the most. But, it, you know, but that, that, that we, we, my specific issue is the coach. The girls got along really well. But it's funny because when the coach is creating now a little toxic stuff among the players, some of the players now resenting other players because that player is getting my time. Or you know what I mean? Like the, the coach is, is uh, gonna, now the coach is going to want that because it's like oh, attention's off me now. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It's not, but they're not. That, it's not like a strategy they're using. It's just uh, it's just, it's just a, that it's a natural byproduct yeah. of when you have a coach who's doing these types it of things. Is, the players yeah. will blame each other, like um, you know, like that uh, player was told she's too short and she yeah. was put in by a tall, uh, replaced by a tall player who gets a few more blocks, and um, even though she's their best hitting middle, attacking yeah. middle. And that player started talking about that other player 
And I said, this is what happens yeah. when coaches start pitting players against each other. What's uh what about having a, if you have a strategy, like what if you're like in your final years of club and yeah, you're, you're wanting to get viewed by recruiters and stuff like that. Like, is that, I mean, I know I that's you where we have at. to make that call. Yeah, that's exactly. where we're at. Yeah, we were we were toying with the idea of like, what should we like one more tournament and tell the coaches like, here's where we'll be and send the video and hope that's enough. But and the other th- weird thing is, yeah. if you quit, like, will the I, I think knowing like I know a lot of uh, post secondary coaches, I think they've heard it a million times. I think they know exactly. So, so if you are clear with the coach as to like, okay, this coach said that girls can't run quicks. This coach said, just get it over. This coach tells us to stand in the wrong position and screams at us when we're not. That I think they've seen that all. I think yeah. mo- most post-secondary coaches are higher level. Like everyone that I, I don't know many post-secondary coaches who are idiots because they get paid a little more. They are the ones who usually give the, you know, Hugh McCutcheon in the States, the idea that developing the person, not the player results in amazing players. Anyway, um, uh, my experience with post-secondary coaches in most schools is that they are, they'll be aware, you know, of the toxicity at the club level. I think so too. Yeah. Because they're seeing it, right? They're out at these club tournaments all the time watching athletes. So what you're really worried about is just... Um, the whole recruitment process because it's yeah you got to put time and energy into it and like recruiters are obviously busy and mm-hmm. um, so if, if if that is kind of important and you have a few opportunities left to actually do that then that maybe that's a reason to uh, but the other side it. of it is too what if they show up what if a recruiter shows up and she's playing you know demotivated yeah, yeah uh, well, not enjoying it bad yeah. body language uh, that's, that's, the, huge, that's the risk so that's what they look for right so like you got to be peppy and, and then you're set up to fail. And I said to her, well, you're, when I see, when I see a team that is in the wrong position, I don't tend to blame the player. I tend to think, well, yeah, yeah. that coach isn't in. This isn't, goes along with the coach of being, having the awareness. Yeah. And right? these people are like post-secondary but that, that also makes it harder for the recruiter because yeah, even you, being aware of it. It's, yeah. If the recruiter, yeah, I think recruiters generally are like, you know, they're Either it's the coach themselves, or it'll be someone that they. Oh yeah, you're right. That it's know, the coach and yeah, the assistant. Yeah, and it, I guess, or, if or someone they job, know, someone they've hired that they. Tell and they've them. likely have seen the the athlete a few times, so they can kind of get an idea of what the potential is. And again, yeah. being a good coach, it's not necessarily about how good the player is right then when you're seeing them, because you have confidence in your ability to make them better. Anyways, mm-hmm. you're really looking at who they are as a person. Well, yeah. Well, that's the thing too. Like, do you so, how, like you know? As, it's tricky to say, well, I quit my, my club team in the final year, <laughs> like to a coach that could be like, yeah, again, to a non uninformed coach. And that's sort of what we're doing here, by the way, we're letting everybody know that there is a real problem in youth volleyball. Um, yeah. And, and, it, it, and it's rooted, I think in sexism and it's rooted in, um, too well, many, the, too many kids playing. Yeah, because they're like the sports. I don't know. Diluted. I don't know any sport that's exploding other than pickleball for seniors. I don't know of any sport. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, it's true, right? Others pickleball I, for all ages. Well, man. yeah, pickleball <laughs> is <laughs> taking over the world. Massive, Maybe we should change yeah. the show to pickleballology. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> actually, write that down. No, we're very passionate. Uh, <laughs> we're we're doing this for the sport, not for the fame and power, right? Exactly. Uh, imagine if tomorrow it's just pickleball. Um, no, but uh, volleyball is exploding in popularity, uh, and because of like 
so like boys and girls because like the concussion issue is like getting kids away even away from soccer right because yeah. the, the head uh, the ball to head thing is, is people are talking about concussions football yeah. in the US so what's the sport they're going to they're going to volleyball yeah um Hmm. And same with girl sports. Like there's a lot of rough sports like lacrosse and soccer field again. Hockey. Field For hockey. Field sure, hockey where right. there's yeah. some, yeah. And then, uh, but they're all going to volleyball because that's the sweet spot. That's where yeah. you can play aggressively. Yeah, yeah, And, yeah. Uh, you know, so hit the ball hard and relatively low risk for yeah. serious head trauma might, unless you get packed. Uh, saw a case recently. Yeah, I know. You can get some bad conkies in volleyball. But, you, it, but, but you know what I mean. So, so, so numbers are through the roof and that's making this coaching issue a problem. Yeah. So that's why we're doing this to let people know, even, you know, post-secondary coaches, if they listen to this, you know, by accident, that, uh, <laughs> that uh, this is a real problem and we're going to see more and more of it uh, as society goes down this yeah. sort of toxic path we're on where like insecure people are like going into things for the wrong reason it's still just so shocking it is and it isn't like how if you were just like a a high school teacher and you had to teach volleyball you can't just i mean you can you can pick up a book there's way too many books um but you would think that that because like we were saying there are core systems you should just be able to i don't know take a look at it and get an idea of how to set this thing up and then just kind of proceed and then just think, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think one thing I'm seeing is that now it's way, I can say that, but it's, it's, it's a lot harder said than done. Right. Well, I think, I I think so historically, what are the, what, what do people do or have they done when they are insecure and looking for power? They've gone into certain professions, right? See, I keep looking at it in the like technical way, and then you just keep going back to the psychological. And it's so true, though. Like the well, it's just the bigger picture of like so. It like, is. Yeah. What is the easiest thing to go into? For that kind of trumps the whole technical thing. It's well, I mean, like so. What is the easiest thing for someone to go go into if they want power and authority? I mean, coaching go, kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, because if you want to be a nurse or a doctor, that's going to take well, years. I, yeah, you be a, I, I a, can't think of anything. You want to be a lawyer? You want to be a lawyer or a cop or a teacher? It takes a lot of money in your manager, right? And, like these take money and time. <laughs> coaching is uh, easy. Yeah. Hey. I can become an, I can become somebody. I can dust these nachos, not to insult all coaches, but there's a lot of people that go into coach youth sports because they were failed athletes or they were the non, you know, they never made the team. Yeah. And uh, they're kind of not really. This is the uh, ugly reality so they, of sports. So they, oh so my they, God. They walk into coaching uh, kids. Well, we see it. All I the know. Time. Like, I think know. about it's baseball. Like, think about baseball coaches, right? No one talks about. Yeah. Think about the baseball coaches who are like screaming at little kids because that guy never played pro or I would have made pro yeah. I didn't have a knee injury and then um, instant respect right you get a uniform even right yeah. like it's like wow you, you mean I don't need to take any courses officially no here's a clipboard it's <laughs> a clipboard and if you're really good it'll be oh, a white erase scoreboard yeah, shaped yeah. like a volleyball court yeah. mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, so that's that's so it's the easiest place to go get authority with all the with all the numbers booming like we talked about that's the easiest way to get authority easiest way to be respected walk is, in so volunteer sport is still evolving because as you said it is one of the last standing bastions of true meritocracy and like not in so it, as society is losing its so our whole society is losing its meritocracy yes right? people are getting put in positions I mean, of authority with no qualifications career wise it's heavily compromised if meritocracy is true yeah or not. so the, the whole mer- progression through yeah. post-secondary and and stuff like that like it's 
But I, even so, even if you think about it, Chris Rock made a joke about this too about uh, even businesses are becoming non meritocracies. Like yeah. you talked about Lululemon, yeah, putting out these ads about what things they politically but this just, stand. This for. is all companies. Companies are now into virtue signaling yeah. and saying what they believe in rather than talking about how good their product is. <laughs> and people are supporting companies for their symbol yeah. symbols of what they believe yep. rather than the quality that they're putting in. So even business is losing its meritocracy. Uh, or they're trying to in, in society. So um, sports are losing it too. We've talked about this. Like ad- losing ad- its quality. Yeah. Athletes are coming out of sports with the same toxic qualities. Like when we played, there were very any toxic player on the court would that toxicity manifested itself and it wouldn't be rewarded and that kid would end up it was a, being a loser yeah, down sport. the road and, and whereas now you can have toxicity and make it pretty far sport because acts like a filtering system yeah it, it was used a good, to be yeah it was a yeah. good way to kind of get yourself amongst a good group of people and and it used to be uh it used quotes, to teach right? like, well it used to be humility right like so you would get your butt kicked once in a while and that's yeah. what kept you hard working and yeah. humble now when kids get their butt kicked they look around for people to blame right so, it was so good losing with your team that now mm-hmm. that i'm thinking about it when we're coming at it from this angle for sure like yeah all those groups of people that i play different sports with like it was so good to just because now I, I can think about all these people i've played with before and um yeah just turning into like i think good human bonding beings. moment too. Yeah, yeah, yeah right like no there's benefit through struggle but so many people now when they mess up they blame and like same with the, like that coach yeah. right he uh made forced out that other so i'm female. saying this filtering system is compromised now or it, it well i shouldn't call it filtering system. i mean it's sp- not like the what's that hat in harry potter the, the sorting the, hat sorting, yeah <laughs> well, the sorting hat is, Gryffindor. He's, he's cursed and yeah. he's messed up now but no, I think that, I mean, sports are just a part of society. And yeah, yeah. As our, and like every, we everything we do, business and sports will just everything. be reflected in everything. And yeah, yeah. As society heads into this blame game and it's not my fault and then uh, people people aren't accountable, right? Like the, that, that, that's what, So some people could say that we're blaming the coach, but not really because we're very accountable to ourselves. And the problem is the coach isn't being accountable for the results so the end of a rally you know what your advice is yeah it's not working you tell them to stand deep corners and they get tipped on eight times yeah. in a row <laughs> and then you tell them to move up and then you tell them to stand behind the blocker and they get swung down the line eight times in a row there there's there's no self-reflection there's no accountability yeah and instead the coach will yell something at the player the coach is blaming the player right there it is this blaming society blaming culture uh is everywhere now and we are seeing it in sports and uh, it's a, it's a problem. So I think parents, if you're in the situation, you got to run somewhere mm-hmm. where your kid is in charge of their own destiny, and that's where we're kind of leading into beach season anyway soon. At least, at least where we are. Yeah. And that's a place where a kid can take some autonomy over themselves. And then the other side of it is organizational sport groups that offer youth volleyball. Go do them because that's even another place where you can you know get. The, I mean, hopefully there's no coaches. <laughs> coaches yeah. the, the kids can play maybe instructional stuff with coaching but then let them play in some league where there's no coaching like that that's that's the goal because that, that, that even even in those places you can find a coach who just you know their own issues get reflected in how they treat your kid and how they you know any i guess it whether you know whether you choose to stay on a team or not or like you're gonna learn a lesson and by by leaving a team, it seems like a big, scary, daunting thing. But again, you do it and you'll, you're going to learn a great lesson from that. Yeah. And your kids right? will too, right? Your kids will learn things like, you know, is money the be all end all? 
they'll learn, uh, should I tolerate bad behavior from an adult? Yeah. Uh, and that's huge, right? Should I tolerate bad yeah. behavior from an adult? Um, that is huge. Yeah. That's powerful stuff. That's life. Like, your kids will remember that. Uh, you know, again, if it's not serving it, it, so you teach your kid, listen, you're upset about playing time. What are the answers to that? We can right. do you some things to, to address this. that. You can, yeah, you have to do this discussion. Yeah, yeah. You can address those things and you can challenge. Are you doing everything to get more playing time? I had another daughter going through that where she felt it was unfair. She wasn't getting playing time. I said, so what are the things you got to do to get more playing time? Are you going to do them? If not, then you got to suffer with this yeah. and you got to learn that. So if you, if that's the issue, that's a different issue, but it, this is a little, a uh, little different and it's not something that your kid's going to learn a lot from <clears throat> by hanging around. The only lesson learned now is, yeah, tolerate it, take it. Right. So fine line, but it, so the conclusion is yes, it's fine to quit if the situation is crossing into that. If it's really not serving you. Yeah, and if if the coach isn't really interested in making the, your child better, what? if the coach is interested in their own power, we do not suffer fools. Is that it? Yeah, we do not suffer fools. Or yeah, hmm. Would you say? Yeah, I, I think, would say okay. this was uh, this was like therapy for me. Yeah, <laughs> I, sure hope, I sure hope that team and coach aren't listening, but they're probably not. <laughs> they don't know we're doing this. So yeah. Uh, but even if they are, I mean, or maybe that's the cause of all of this. Maybe he's been listening to all the. The last few episodes oh my god no. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't think if he if he was then things would have been better yeah, Lis- like, listened but threatened uh, yeah we try not to go off on co- well i mean people say we're going off on coaches all the time but like that's the problem look uh, we said it before the coach yeah. affects way more people the coach can affect 30 yeah. years worth of team imagine that that 30 and, years, and sometimes multiple teams a they year. They affect them, and that is why people go into that position because there's so much power in that. Okay, yes. so power, it's just all drawn to that position. And, the they, and they get entrenched yeah. in their yeah. own garbage. And they affect so much. So it really is that important, but it's also more than, well, the, the situation's complex, I guess, right? The sports, we talked about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a complicated It's issue. complicated, but it's not complicated. Yeah. Right? If, in some ways, it's very simple. I think we complicate it by throwing in stupid little stories and lies we tell ourselves. Because it's kind of common sense. And uh, Yeah. What if you taught your well, kid to walk away? What if you saying... taught your kid to walk away from horrible situations? Not, not tough situations. Not challenging situations. There's a difference, right? Challenging situations are building. But what if you taught your kid to walk away from toxic situations? Is that ever bad? No, no, can't be. So, yeah. you know, and this is a toxic situation. So. I think complicated is what uh, I is, was my term for saying the, pr- the, the pressure that of this way that pe- the, our populations are thinking now, mm. of, like that is the, gotcha. that's the challenge because it's like the societal shift. Yeah. 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 People are more, I mean, like we talked about this in our confidence issue. Like I think one of the root, like social media is just making people so insecure. Yeah. And there's no, and the lack of doing things for yourself, right? What was it? Uh, I think I was just watching Russell Brand talk about this. I know a lot of people might not like Russell yeah. Brand, <laughs> but, but, but Russell Brand was talking about you know, the Pavlovian experiment where he sort of, aside from the dog experiment, he talked about um, like 20% of the population is very strong-willed and confident and they are therefore, uh, you know, uh, it's impossible to hip to fall into hypnosis mm. because they're just too strong-willed, too mm. opinionated, and they have that confidence. Sixty percent of the twenty po- percent of the uh, population on the bottom is very easily 
uh, hypnotized, more likely a little weaker mentally and are more likely to fall into hypnosis. And then 60% in the middle could, you know, kind of go either way. Hmm. And uh, I think we're seeing, you know, like, People, if they have low self-esteem, ratio is changing. Yeah, the ratios are changing for sure because as um, or that shift group is well, as social media makes people more insecure. Yeah, and uh, they will be falling more into that bottom twenty. Um, so yeah, I mean that, that's sort of where we're at too. Like, you know, we in this situation, I think like strong people, families with pride, and families with a good sense of self-esteem will be more likely to quit. And families that are a little bit not as confident uh, will have a harder time leaving because they don't they don't value they don't see it as an insult what's happening yeah you know, they don't yeah. feel insulted by yeah. it personally because they if you value yourself then that's where you see these insults and you take things personally and you're like oh man this does you know, it's it's easier to walk away whereas if you're not valuing yourself you take it. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's no secret that people who, um, don't respect themselves, let themselves go into worse situations, whether it's alcoholism, drinking too much, or sorry, smoking and, you know, not self-destructive behaviors are tolerated by people who have lower self-esteem. Yeah. So, cause like those, those forms of addictions and stuff, they are to cope with something. Right. And mm -hmm. that's just kind of what you get to with your phone and social media. That's just another addiction. Mm -hmm. And so when you're always someone getting that fix like that, you're just vulnerable. So then if you're vulnerable to, uh, to the scary things, because you're going to get that terrible chemical drop of when you do quit and all of a sudden the world seems so bleak and dark, it's cause yeah, you're addicted to stuff all the time. You're getting all this like satisfactory hits but sorry i'm just going off on that no tangent no, no of, i know what you mean no but it's the same thing so like the we're more to do attention just to bring up chris rock again well, well, the, the more yeah <laughs> and, and quitting a team would be like you know there's self-esteem wrapped up in being a part of a team right yeah so even our need for team is wrapped up in our self-esteem and social media is training our minds to compare right yeah. all we're doing is scrolling yeah. and comparing 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 yeah so if you're always comparing you, we know this, that you're going to feel inferior yeah. if you compare yourself to other people because there's always somebody out there who's at least posting that they're way better than you anyway. Yeah, everyone. And then so you feel diminished and then the more you cling to things like that team because that team is your identity and that team is how, that's how you match them. You match them with social media posts about the team, right? Uh, your uniform, that's why people put, you know, where they're playing in their bio, right? They put yeah, yeah, yeah. the name of their club. Youth players put the name of their club in their bio. <laughs> and that's like, hmm, right? It's a little, yeah, true. little thing. And I post videos of me getting aces. I don't show the misserves. <laughs> I don't show the shanks. Yeah, yeah. I don't show the hits in the net. I don't show me on the bench. <laughs> show me on the court. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's why, you know, you have to have some guts, I think, and some real self-esteem to walk away from the team. So we always go down this hole. It does, but it's funny how that is it everything, is. right? It, yeah. It's literally the people who take care of themselves. Like we talked about working out today, right? <laughs> yeah. Why do I, why can't I shut up today? <laughs> why? <laughs> why am I particularly fiery? Why am I confident? Cause I got this weird blood rush from yeah, my workout today, doing right? A good thing. Yeah. And so it just, it, and from physio, like I feel stronger today mentally and physically by doing the workout. You know, yeah. it's weird, right? And, Are you going to uh, do it tomorrow? And, 
No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will. I will. But I'll have some Doritos while I work. Oh, out. nice. Hey. <laughs> One crunch, two <laughs> crunch. Uh, anyway, I think we should wrap that Just up. Tape them to the chin up bar. <laughs> chin ups. Whoa, whoa, slow down. <laughs> slow down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have to reduce the size of my butt before. I... No, see, there's some body. We shouldn't talk about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, um, we should wrap up. I yeah. Guess, so uh, that's uh, that's a good talk. So parents. Uh, I don't don't hold yourself to the old standard of quitting and giving up on the team if it's toxic, the elements that because you got to teach something else there, right? To your kids, would you say? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. That's good. That's an easy ending. <laughs> All right. See you everybody next week, and uh, yeah, episode thirty-one. Thirty-one. Is that Patrick Waugh's number, or was he thirty? Uh, thirty-one, I believe. Anyway, you just throwing a weird question at the Yeah, end. I don't so, know. What, uh, ADD, I guess my brain goes to mush after uh, an hour. Look at Eric. Runs to his phone. No, I'm looking it up. You sicken me. <laughs> See you, everyone. What's the big idea?